You're listening to Rockland Community Church, connecting all generations to Jesus. Well, if you had um, asked me when I was growing up how I would react to uh, the idea of God being just or God being a judge, like God being the just judge of the world, I would probably say, that's great. You need some kind of justice. You need some sense of right and wrong. And it seems like um, God would, would, since he's the perfect one, he would be the one to do that. So I, I just grew up in a context where that was never a disconnect for me to think of God as this just judge. And for many of you, you've had the same experience to go, yeah, I don't understand why is, this, why is that a big deal. That's how we've thought of him. And what I'm finding is this. I'm finding that I was given a rare gift to know that. Because as I've talked to more and more Christians over the years, they've had different experiences that this idea of God being just and God being the judge, um, maybe it was a very, very strict home where parents were like, this, you know, this is what God is, and it was very strict, and maybe it felt kind of loveless. I'm probably exaggerating, but it felt maybe loveless and very, very strict. And so either within you, maybe there was something that said, well, this is, this is the way it should be, or it was the opposite usually, which is, I, I hope God ain't like that. I don't, I can't, like it's hard to think of God like that because of my upbringing. Or maybe it's upbringing, like if you had a church upbringing where you had the hellfire and brimstone preacher, where you didn't know much about the love and the grace and compassion of God, but boy, you understood that he was angry week after week after week after week. And so what can happen if you come from that kind of a context, or, or it may not even be that, it might even just be there was a, a pastor or a Christian or someone that you interacted with, and it just maybe wounded you. And so there's some people to think about this God who is just, it can actually be kind of difficult. So the church, meaning Christians, the local church, and the global church, have kind of swung some of the other way to talk about, the, especially with the megachurch movement, let's just talk about the compassion of God. We like talking about the compassion of God. We like talking about the love of God. We like talking about the mercy of God. And frankly, if we were going to do a sermon series on the love of God, it would take forever to try and understand the depths of the love of God for us. So there's plenty of material, like that's not the issue. But the issue is if all we have is this idea of either the compassion of God or the justice of God, we can start to get a lopsided view of God. And the question I'm asking is if we have a lopsided view of God to go, well, is it really a big deal if we sort of overemphasize one aspect of his nature and de-emphasize some other pieces? And I think absolutely it is. And A.W. Tozer, if you've heard the name, has perhaps his most famous quote in a book called The Knowledge of the Holy. He says this. He says, what comes to our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. What comes to our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Now, I had a pastor that quoted this every three or four months, because it was his very favorite quote. I've said it multiple times just since I've been here over the past several years. What comes to our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. But Tozer goes on to say something I had never heard before. He gives the why behind the what that he just gave, the claim that he just made. He says this. He says, because we tend by a secret law of the soul to move toward our mental image of God. We tend by a secret law of the soul to move toward our mental image of God. So that's why what he's saying is when you think about God, something comes to mind. Maybe one of his attributes or multiple attributes or you have some image of him. And then he says that's the most important thing. Why? Because it's almost involuntary. 
There's something deep down within us that how we see God, um, our, our soul just moves towards the image that we have of him. And so the question I want to ask is what, what image of God do we have? Where does our soul move towards him? Is it just one idea of God or one idea of Jesus. And it is a big deal. This affects how we worship. If we see God a certain way, we worship him one way. If we see him another way, you might think you worship him a different way. If, if we're wanting to be obedient to God in our lives and in our relationships, then, then how we understand him, how we see him, affects every interaction we ever have in our lives. Like this, this really matters tremendously. And so truly, if we were to say, now let's go through all, every single thing about Jesus so we can understand him perfectly, that is an eternal sermon series, and I'm not going to do that in the next 20 or 30 minutes here, all right? But um, what we can do is, is correct an error that I think that Luke in his day was seeing as well, which is he doesn't want his audience that he's writing to to have this lopsided view of God, to see him as either compassionate or just, but to see how do 